welcome to the We Talk Health podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. My name is Will Cashagrow, and today we're going to be talking about safe sleep. And with us today is going to be Dr. Vanessa Davis-Tharp. She's a pediatric hospitalist and the medical director of the Neurodevelopmental Clinic. And also Kathy Cawthorn. She is the program manager of Southwest Tennessee Child Care Resource and Referral. How are you all today? Great. Well. Good. Thanks for coming in. So I mentioned earlier we're going to talk about safe sleep today. So what exactly does that mean? When you hear safe sleep, or when the people hear safe sleep, what should that make them think of? Well, you can think of A, B, C. Okay. Always sleep alone on your back and in a crib by yourself. Alone, back, crib, yeah. A, B, C. Gotcha. ABC. Okay. Or infants. Gotcha. So we have a list of questions here, and I'm just going to start from the top, and we'll kind of go from there. So uh, number one is, what is SUID? It means sudden unexpected infant death, but can you give me a definition of that? Yes, it's the death of an infant younger than one year of age that occurs suddenly and unexpectedly. It includes all unexpected deaths, and one half of the sudden unexpected infant death rate are SIDS cases. Okay, I've heard the term SIDS. What is that? stands for Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. Okay. So you said SID stands for Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. That means that there was no explanation for the sudden unexplained infant death. Okay. So is there a specific way or what is the best way of reducing SIDS? Well, then the best way is, as was said earlier, the ABCs of safe sleep alone on their back in a crib, no co-sleeping, no sleeping on soft surfaces, you know, making sure that the crib used has a tight-fitting mattress with a a mattress that is appropriate for that sleeping surface. Okay. A second ago, you said co-sleeping. What is co-sleeping? Co-sleeping is when infant sleeps with someone else, maybe with a parent or parents okay. or guardian, any other caregiver in a, in a bed okay. or on a couch, in a recliner, any surface that's not designed for sleeping is an unsafe surface. And then sleeping there with someone else, co-sleeping makes it even Gotcha. Okay. Is there a certain age that SIDS is not as big of an issue? SIDS is usually defined as the unexplained death of a child under 12 months of age. Under 12 months. Okay. I can't speak to co-sleeping after 12 months, but certainly not before 12 months. Gotcha. Okay. Um, There's not an explanation for SIDS. There's not a reason. We don't know the reason why, but people have postulated that maybe the Babies that are young don't realize that they're being suffocated, like if their head is wrapped up in a blanket or Mm -hmm. they're smothered up against a teddy bear or something like, we'll wake up with that suffocating feeling, but babies, they don't recognize that their oxygen levels are going down and Mm -hmm. they just sleep and sleep through it and they meet their demise from it. Gotcha. Okay. So what's the best way of reducing SIDS? On the back, alone in the crib and not have blankets or pillows or... You know, a lot of stuff in the crib that the baby can get wrapped up in. Mm-hmm. As far as a blanket covering, they make now the sleep sacks that are recommended. Oh, yeah. Because if you're going to use a blanket in the bed, you need to have it below the chest and 
really tightly fitted around the mattress. So why should I put my baby on his or her back to sleep? What's the significance of that as opposed to a side or stomach? Well, the research shows that back-to-sleep positions carry the lowest risk of SIDS, and it also shows that babies who sleep on their backs are less likely to get fevers, stuffy noses, and ear infections. And the back-sleep position does make it easier for babies to look around the room and move their arms and legs. So that is, is one of the reasons that they should sleep on their backs until they're able to roll over on their own from their back to their stomach and their stomach to their back. Gotcha, okay. And they can choose their sleep position. Okay. There was a lot of concern that babies sleeping on their backs would choke more, but actually... I was just about to ask that. Your airway is in front of your esophagus. Mm -hmm. So if you're sleeping on your back and you vomit, then the vomit's not going to pour over into your airway. Right. Suppose if you're sleeping on your stomach and you have, and it comes up, then it's pooling right in front of you. Oh, I see, okay. So when they made the back to sleep recommendation, there was a study to know, you know, where the baby's going to have more choking episodes and there was no difference. Gotcha. There was not a negative choking effect. Right. When we put the babies on the back. Okay. And I might add to that as a grandparent myself now, you had children earlier my children were born in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, they still slept on their stomach. It was recommended. Right. But we know more now, and the research has shown that back to sleep is better. So as a grandparent and educating other grandparents, it's important for them to know that, that research has, has shown these changes. Sure. So it's not always about, I guess, your default technology of how you were, right, right. were raised. Right. Times have changed. The science has gotten better. You know, as someone said once, I don't make babies like they used to. (laughs) (laughs) The back to sleep initiative came into effect around 1994. Okay. The infant death rate, the sudden infant death rate in 1990 was like 130 per hundred thousand. And oh wow! In 2018, it was 35 per hundred thousand, and that's significant difference, right? But to the back to sleep initiative. So is it okay for my baby to sleep on his or her side? It's not recommended to sleep on their side. It's back to sleep and tummy to play until they can roll back to stomach and stomach to back. And okay. then they choose their sleep position. And okay. if side is the best way for them at that point, then that's the infant's choice. Gotcha. So you said stomach to play. I guess, is that is it recommended for them not to play on their back or on their side? If a child's playing around, they're probably going to roll over eventually anyway. Eventually they will, but when you're developmentally, you know, learning the skills, tummy time is really important to your development, but tummy to play and back to sleep. I'm not a dad, so sorry. (laughs) These questions are dumb. I'm sorry. (laughs) Say my baby is asleep and I look on the monitor and I notice that he or she was on her back, but then rolled over to their stomach. Should I roll them back to their back or leave them the way they are? Well, it depends if they're a flipper or a roller. If they're just a flipper and it was just a fluke, a one-time thing, it was recommended to maybe turn them back over and see if it happens again. And then you can determine that they're a roller. But only until then would you put them to sleep on their stomach you always put them on their back, and if they roll over to their stomach, then it's okay. Okay, that's good to know. Where should my baby sleep? In the room with the parents is recommended. Okay. Um, but not in the bed with the parents because, again, the, the baby's sleep cycle, and they're such heavy sleepers. If they're having an issue, they may mm-hmm. not arouse as readily as an older child. So if they're in the room with the parents, the background noise and the rustling of the parents kind of 
brings the baby's level mm-hmm. of awareness up, and that has been shown to decrease the rate of SIDS. Oh, okay. So sleep in the room, but not in the bed. Gotcha. So what exactly does a safe sleep environment look like? Are there certain kind of blankets or toys or pads that need to be bought or need to not be bought, or what does that look like? It looks pretty bare, and that's been very difficult in this day and time where we think we need a lot of softness and fluffiness mm-hmm. in an infant's room because, you know, there's so tiny but really it's just a tight fitting sheet over the crib mattress or over the bassinet cradle pack and play and nothing else unless the baby's wearing a sleep sack which is a blanket zipper sleep sack okay don't have any like the wedges and all those things that people put in to try Mm -hmm. to no bumper pads. Uh, right, no bumper pads. No comforters, pillows, stuffed animals. I guess whenever I see like a picture of a baby with a sheet over them and nothing else, does the baby not get cold? We recommend that if you're comfortable with the temperature in the room, the baby should have the same number of layers as you plus one. So plus one, okay. Put a onesie and a sleeper on. Okay. So what about vaccinations? Are there any vaccinations that could cause SIDS? People believe that vaccines are detrimental and there are people who believe that they do cause mortality in children. It hasn't been shown scientifically to be a fact. And in fact, you know, vaccine preventable diseases also cause mortality in children. Okay. I think it's important to get your vaccinations. What science has shown is that that's not associated with sudden infant death syndrome. Okay. What about breastfeeding? Does it reduce or increase the risk of SIDS? It's a positive effect. It reduces the risk of SIDS. Exclusive breastfeeding. Pacifiers, too, have been shown because when a baby sucks a pacifier, Mm -hmm. the tongue moves forward. And that has been shown to have a positive effect in reducing the SIDS. Okay. Science has shown that it does improve safe sleep. Okay. You don't you don't force the baby to have a pacifier. Right. You know, if they're right. spitting it out, don't keep putting it in. Right, right. If the baby's stuck in a pacifier, it does help with that. Okay. Well, they talk about pacifiers and orthodontic problems, but now they have the pacifiers that fit in your mouth and don't cause those problems. So what would I tell a grandparent or a child care provider or a babysitter about safe sleep for my infant? You would just tell them to remember ABC alone on their back in a crib with nothing else in the crib with them no sleeping on their stomach until they are old enough to pick their sleep position to not sleep with them on the couch or in the recliner on your chest (laughs) not in a car seat not in a bouncy seat the best place to sleep is in a crib or another surface like a crib. And you mentioned about the slats on the crib. They shouldn't be more than... Two and three-eighths inches. So if they're that close together, you don't need a bumper pad. Mm-hmm. They used to put the bumper pads to keep the babies from going through oh, the slats. Oh, okay, I see. But now you, you don't need it because the slats aren't going to let the baby through. Right. Gotcha. And you can get tangled up in a bumper pad. Mm-hmm. The baby can. The research does show we have more during the winter months. They think because we overheat babies, as she said, overdressing them, keeping the room a little too warm, that it should be cooler rather than too warm. Okay, well, this has all been really great information to learn. There are links in the description of this podcast to the Department of Health's website where you can find out more information about safe sleep. And if you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of We Talk Health.